0: I never ask my clients to judge me on my winners, I ask them to judge me on my losers because I have so few. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me.
1: And that's all there is to it, just another fat fuck walking out of the casino with a suitcase. Alright, it's Tuesday, we're back. It's Just Money Podcast, presented by Two Brothers North, premier guiding and clothing company for a duck hunter. Out of Vermillion, South Dakota. Special shout out to those guys. Appreciate you sponsoring the pod. Uh, we're back. We had a great weekend as a group, as a whole. Schaefer and I especially. JP, not bad. Could have been worse. Uh, I'll let them touch on that and we'll dive in. You know,
2: I'll, I'll last two weekends I've been pushing. Uh, I mean, I can't complain. I'm not going to be mad about it. I'd like to be on the flip side of that. But I think what I need to start doing is start thinking value and Quality over quantity, so that's going to be the aim this weekend for me.
0: Uh, For me, well, uh, I had one of the better betting weekends I've had probably since the summer when I was in betting on the little bubble in the NBA. Uh, Five and two overall. Uh, I want to apologize to the listeners and our Twitter followers, is I didn't get the or I forgot to put the TCU pick um, on Twitter. That was a lock. I mean, they were up thirty-three nothing. That was an easy sweat. Uh, or no sweat and minus two and a half for TCU. So I apologize for not doing that and um, won some money on Sunday in the NFL, which is always hard to do. So I, yeah, it was a great weekend for me. My
1: weekend been well. Five and one again. Um, one on Coastal Bama, doubled up on Oklahoma um, thanks to another lock by Shafe and Arkansas hit again. Um, those guys are unstoppable. Uh, we'll dive into them later, but let's talk about the MAC. The MAC is back. The Maction is back. That means more Beth Mowens, which everybody loves. Um, what, what do we think on the Mac, fellas? What's better than the
2: Mac, honestly? You just have either really bad football or really, really bad football. Masked together to make one great football game. It's exhilarating on a Tuesday
0: and Wednesday night. Yeah, um, I, I'm just lucky that we only have to go usually on a Tuesday without football. Now we have football Sunday through or yeah, Monday. Every day of the week. Yeah, every day of the week but Tuesday. So I mean even though it's gonna be probably some god awful football, I'm still not gonna be able to complain and yeah, we definitely have some picks
1: for that. Let's talk about probably an unexpected pick'em that dropped. Um Ohio and Central Michigan. Week one pick'em bet is when it originally dropped. It is now two and a half in favor of the Bobcats. The over under is fifty-eight And Central Michigan's money line is plus 120, but the gambling world loves the Chippewas this week. What are we thinking here? Yeah, so usually with MAC
2: games, I either just try to ride the over-under and just be neutral, but cheer for the game itself. Um, This game in particular would be one I'd probably take the over and just kind of have fun with it. Because the thing about the mac it's really bad defense, really bad offense, but it's so unpredictable that you can score in all three phases of the game. So... If I went somewhere, it would be the over-under for sure at 58.
0: Maybe I just kind of randomly tossing around here. Maybe we got a thing, a new segment every week is our and Picks of the Week. Yeah. I, I know Cam really likes that pick. I'm going to stay away from that game. There is a game that I do like, but I'm going to let Cam kind of hash on that a little more if he has anything on that game.
1: I love Central Michigan here. Uh, I've always cheered for them kind of on the side. Uh, I like them as a program. They're always that under-the-radar team with a big win in the middle of the year for no reason at all. Um I have a couple of buddies that go to Ohio, so I apologize to them, but I'm going to roll with the Chippewas here at plus two and a half and maybe a possible money line play. It's unpredictable. It's week one. You might lose the bet, but you got to bet on it because it's week one of the MAC, and who doesn't love the MAC? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So let's go in to Wyoming and Colorado State. Schaefer and I had a rough Thursday at the bar last week watching these Colorado State Rams. Put on one of the worst displays of football I've ever seen. So this game, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll let Shafe go. Go ahead, Shafe. Oh uh, yeah. I
0: mean, I was feeling really good. I had, a, like I said, I had a parlay. I think it was Georgia Southern beating South Alabama. They got the job done. Bang. So we were really excited for that nine o'clock kickoff in Fresno, as Colorado State fucking laid an egg. I mean, that was one of the poorer football performances I've ever watched. Um, I really like Wyoming this week. The Golden Boot. Uh, this is a big rivalry game uh, for in the Mountain West. Colorado State only passed for 141 yards last week, oh and it seemed God. like 80. And they couldn't move the ball worth a shit. And they gave up 38 points to. No disrespect to Fresno State, a very bad Fresno State team. Uh, a name to look out for this week is Xavion Ballade. Averaged over 100 uh, yards per game last week or last year for the Cowboys. Uh, he even rushed for 163 uh, last Friday night against Hawaii. I did watch that game as well. Wyoming looked really good to me as far as a mediocre uh, Mount West team is concerned. You know, they're 5-1 and one against Colorado State against the spread mm-hmm. Wyoming is. So, I think this is an easy pick. I got Wyoming minus 4 easily.
2: Yeah, and I'm jumping on this too. Um, thing that kind of happened in the past with Wyoming was the absolute lock of the century of the year. Is one 1-0 when picking Wyoming. So, bowl season. Last bowl season that we were we had, they played Georgia State in a bowl game, and that was my absolute biggest lack I've ever put on anything. Hits. Over-under in
1: that game is 52-and-a-half, by the way. 52-and-a-half.
2: That's low because Wyoming likes to control the football. They're a very pro-set team. Um, Levi Lewis and that offense are usually very rush-heavy. I mean, they're around over 200 yards a game uh, on the ground. Uh, something to look at, though, that might be an issue is Colorado State likes to maybe – uh, go in the air more if they're having issues, and Wyoming is not very good against the pass. I mean, that defense is I
0: just... Don't know no, I don't think they I, I will say on the contrary, I did have that over last week in Wyoming and Hawaii. I think it was at 60. Uh, Hawaii was supposed to be this really up-tempo passing team, and they scored seven points. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed with Wyoming's defense. Uh, I would not suggest probably picking the over like I did last yeah. week. This is a solid uh, Wyoming team. I think they yeah. can easily control this rivalry Yeah.
2: Game. And this is going to sit in the trenches. I mean, this is like a Big Ten football matchup. Wyoming's going to control the middle. They're going to control the offensive line. They're going to run the ball. Colorado State, oh, you gave up 84 yards rushing last week. Oh, that's probably because they didn't do anything but throw the ball for 400 and some yards. So that doesn't even tell the tale at all. So, like, this is going to come down to trenches, um, who has the ball, and who's controlling and not making turnovers. And I think Wyoming is that team in this
1: situation for sure. I'm riding with Wyoming as well. Colorado State stinks. I don't ever want to watch them again. With, when I'm betting on them, and they I would have, love to bet against. Them. They got a quarterback issue too. I mean, they've played more than one. They guy. got a lot of head, issues. Yeah, it's
0: a head coaching issue. This yeah. is a new head coach for them, so
1: they've got a lot of issues. That was coaches. one of the worst football games I've ever seen played. They dropping passes fourth and goal, wide open, nobody within fifteen all yards. The crawling dudes. Oh yeah, they were so bad. It, I granted, it was week one. They could come out and be a completely different team. Chances are not, they're not Matt. going to. No, they're not going to. And Colorado State not good this year. All right, transfer over. Let's go into San Jose State and San Diego State. This is another one that Shafe wanted to dive into, so I'll let him do that. San Jose State plus nine and a half. San Diego State obviously minus nine and a half. Over/under set at forty-seven and a half. Who are we taking?
0: Yeah, I just want to get into this really quickly. It, it. I wouldn't be diving into it if it weren't for Friday. I know BYU and. Um, Boise State are going to be on. That game scares me. I don't want to bet it. I do want to play a Friday game, though, and this is the one that I like. San Diego State's been really sound defensively. They gave up seven points and six points against Utah State and UNLV. While San Jose State struggled to keep a bad New Mexico team off the field, they gave up about 21 points. They did look like they could score. They showed they scored. uh, 38 points against New Mexico. That, That doesn't impress me. New Mexico's a bad team. They scored 17. They went like 17-7 against a not very good Air Force team the week before. Uh, San Jose State's usually pretty bad, so this is a pretty good record for them. But I'm not going to buy into the hype. San Diego State scored at least 30 points in both of those games. Cover 9.5, I really, really like it. If it's above 10, you might want to stay away from it. Might not. I don't know. It's up to you. But I really like 9.5 San Diego State beating San Jose
1: State. Both of these teams roll into this game 2-0. 2-0 against the spread. And 1-1 one and one on the over-under. I'm not touching this game. No. I'm not touching this game. I don't mind it. Schaefer has good picks. But I have no idea about anything about either of these fucking teams. And I don't want to watch it. But, on the other side, I am going to watch the other game that he mentioned. And that is Brigham Young University versus Boise State. I love BYU here. I think JP's going to go the other way. But I'm riding with Zach Wilson. That kid can fucking ball. This team can ball. And I think they're for real. Seven and 5 and two against the spread. I'm riding with BYU. This is an early
2: not early, but this is a game of the year candidate, right? Oh now, yeah. This is me. a great game. Like this yeah. game is everything you want out of the Mountain West is the Boise State Powerhouse. Everything you want out of the independence with BYU absolutely throttling humans this year. Um, this game has been off the board a lot today. That line has been flying from 2.5 to 3 to 3.5, back down to 2.5. Right now, just, I have it at
1: 3 in favor of the Cougars, yeah. and the over-under is 59.5. And,
2: and so, what you need to look at in this game is, what a big deal of this is, is Bachmeyer, will he play? And, I mean, if Hank Bachmeyer doesn't play, they have a guy at Boise State, Sears, who is basically the is transfer. He's the exact same guy. I mean, they're not going to change their play style with Bachmeyer in or out but you probably feel a little more loose against a defense like BYU's with your guy you've had for a year or two. Um, I think there's more injuries on the Boise State defense after last week against the Air Force, which is concerning considering BYU's offense. Um, but Boise State has 450 yards a game at offense, and they play great pass D. And that's – you look at BYU, that's what they do. That's what Zach Wilson does. I mean, they run the ball well because they throw the ball. So well. they're like exact opposite of establishing the run and to throw it. Um, in this game, I'm leaning right now to BYU. And I think if Bachmeyer doesn't play, that'll just insert more confidence in myself in that one. Um, Boise State's my de facto Mountain West team. Every con- In every conference, I got one team that I'm kind of like that. So if I was in this conference, that's who I'd cheer for. Boise State is that Mountain West team. I just think BYU, although they haven't been challenged yet, either is Boise State. So the seven games to two games under their belt, I think is going to make a
0: difference in this one. Uh, like I said, I don't plan on taking this game. I Cam do you have an over under? Uh, 59
1: and a half.
0: I like that a lot. I was gonna say anything under 60 I really like. I really was impressed. Boise State won me money last week. I had them winning by 14 against Air Force. They pretty much controlled the entire game and it was an easy win for me. but Boise State also allowed 484 yards of offense to or yeah defense to a, a very mediocre Air Force uh, offense. That's a little concerning to me. Uh, but they also, they've won the last six against the spreads at home. Jack Sears, I don't think it would matter whether or not which quarterback plays. I think Sears is also impressive. He went 17-20 to 20 last week. This is a good offensively Boise State team, but I don't think they have the defensive uh, mentality or the mm-hmm. defensive power to keep BYU from outscoring them. So if I had to pick, a, I like BYU, but I might, if, if it's at 59.5, I might be playing it over in that game.
1: BYU, let's just say this: if they win this game, watch out. I think they're going to be a playoff team. Both on the table. They, yeah, they'll have to run the table the rest of the year, but they're that good. But listen, Zach Wilson saying, is that good. He you're going to start t- any Power Five.
2: You're going to tell me that um, a two-loss SEC team should get over, say, Cincinnati and BYU both. No, I was undefeated. just saying. I was saying. Anyway, I'm picking big... over
0: Cincinnati or BYU. I'm, I'm picking sure. Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's
2: that's... defense is just that good. <laughs> they're good. They are fucking I don't, good. But I think they both score points. I think. Cincinnati
0: would control the ball more to keep Zach Wilson off the field in that sense. but Why don't they both just play? Let's do five teams. Those two play. Winner gets the fourth seed in the college football playoff. Well, the problem, the problem served, is... NCAA, I just gave you a pitch. But the, we're
1: talking about the committee yeah. here. They don't know what the fuck's going on. They've made the wrong choice <laughs> If before. they
2: put a Pac-12 team in there with one loss... Forget about it because the Pac-12 is not good.
1: If they're, playing and they're only
0: playing six games too, you can't afford to lose. If, well, you're,
1: if you yeah. take a five and one Pac-12 team, no shit. There's no possible way you can do that. No. And both of these teams, both BYU and Cincinnati, have both passed the eye test, which is a direct quote of what they're looking for when they decide their College Football and Playoff teams. Listen, if you get a one loss Oklahoma State in the
2: playoff in the Big Twelve, where if they lose their Big Twelve title game, and you're like, oh well, Oklahoma State Sydney were two losses to even win their title, what are you going to do? Put it. Maybe, a maybe an Notre Dame or a Clemson. You don't know which one, or two SEC teams, or like you've got to give the Group of Five a chance this year. Here,
0: here's my advice to BYU: run up the fucking score if you can. As they as they, they have been, they, they they're going to be watching all eyes. This is your. This is basically if you run the table and go undefeated. This is the game yeah. they're going to look at.
1: That's why I'm so tired of seeing all this shit on Twitter about. Well, they fake punt. They're running fake punts up by thirty. You yeah, have they're to. They're trying to kill t- – they're you not have playing, playing anybody, really. Yeah. they got to kill these teams. They don't, don't have good. a choice. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's flip sides here. We're going from a group of five to debatably the top power five. Let's dive into the SEC. Arkansas and Tennessee. Chase, Woo Pig, Hogs are at it again. Uh, what's your pick here? Let me take a guess.
0: Well, I mean, you know where I'm going to go with my pick. I'm, I'm – America, have you jumped on the bandwagon yet? I've given you time. I've given you the last three weeks to jump on the bandwagon. They tested us last week. I'm not gonna lie, but they had in the first half. Thirty-six seconds left, they score a bullshit touchdown to cut it to eleven, and they cover again. They cover. Arkansas, covering machine.
1: Five and zero against the spread. But this
0: isn't even. This isn't even covering. Mm -mm. They are underdogs against Tennessee at home. I don't understand it. I don't know if they're setting me up, if Vegas is setting me up like last week with Kansas State and West Virginia, but this is in Fayetteville. Tennessee's terrible. This is a good, solid uh, Arkansas team. Last week, the problem was they couldn't force turnovers. That's what makes them so good. If they can force turnovers against Tennessee, this won't even be close. Felipe Franks was 23 for 31 against a very good Texas A&M team last weekend. Yeah, if they can force a couple turnovers, this is no question Arkansas is going to win.
1: Arkansas, yeah. plus two in this game, by the way. Uh, over-under is 52. So if you take Arkansas's money line, you're betting plus 100. So you're winning what you bet. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I I, mean, I'm going to play money line here. I, most likely this will be on my card. I will pick Arkansas. I don't I don't think that Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee team is that great. Um, I think Arkansas has been challenged more. I think they've been more um, consistent with everything. Yeah, last week they ran into a really hot, really good Texas A&M team with a late cover. But they they just looked out of sync the whole time. I mean, they weren't themselves last week, but I think that gets reset and redone this week for sure. So this is a money line play. I don't even care about the spread.
1: That's money line. I'm playing the money line here as well with Arkansas. I love Wu Pig. I think I jumped on Schaefer's train about two weeks ago, and uh, it hasn't lost since. So uh, I'm enjoying being on this train. I also think Felipe Franks is going to scramble for like 100 yards in this game. Tennessee, when Mm -hmm. they cover the pass, leaves running lanes for the quarterback all over the place, which is why they've been getting torched on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so, I love Arkansas here, too. So, if you want to tail us, you're going to take Woo Pig like every other week. Um, let's dive into the a- ACC now. I believe JP wants to talk about Clemson and Notre Dame. Well, how do you not I talk mean, about yeah, it's this game.
0: game? it is the game of the week.
1: How do you not talk about this game? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, Notre Dame. Fuck Notre Dame. But here, yeah. we, here we sit.
2: This game has been circled since the beginning of the year. They're going to have all this new year, or this... New protocols, blah, blah, blah. Notre Dame is fully ACC this year. Circled, 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 though, by the way, Peisman's favorite, Trevor Lawrence, Clemson Baby's Boy, you know, not going to play. So you have DJ. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last Isn't name it right Ugo- now. Ugalele or yeah, something it's like Ugole- that? Yugo Le- or something like that. But the kid is no joke. Five star quarterback. St. John Bosco High School in California. By the way, I think you know whose job he took in high school. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Former Iowa State wannabe
2: great. Former Iowa State wannabe great Real Metro. Now he's sitting on the bench at Temple with a horrible football team. Um, But I think he looked good last week. I don't think he looked great. I also think that with shorter notice and a team that they weren't too worried about, they should have maybe been, worried about losing to, they were very soft on the offense on how much they – trusted him to throw a ball down the field, push that actual offense. So they gave a lot of running to Travis Etienne. Um, but I think that Clemson defense is the real deal, man. I mean, yeah. I don't trust Notre Dame's offense to score on them that much. Um, this line, I believe, is what, five? Five and a half right now? Six. Six. Up six in six.
1: favor of the Tigers, yeah. and the over-under is 52. That's, I mean, that over-under shows you that
2: these defenses are good. I mean, the yes. both sides, I mean, they're really good defenses. And I just think Clemson is going to open it up a little more for him, let him be himself, because if they sh- constrict this kid on a defense like this, I think he's going to have more issues than he would if he was wide open
0: for him. This is this is a very interesting game. I, I'm i not going to play it. Uh, last week I said I wasn't going to play Texas and Okie State. I just wanted to enjoy watch that game. That was a hell of a fucking game, by the way. The same goes for this week. Iowa State plays at 6. This is at 6.30. Notre Dame has looked a little bit better. Uh, we weren't very high on them, and then they came out and shut us up by smacking Pitt. And then they pretty much won pretty-handedly against Georgia Tech last week. This DJ Ugalele, whatever guy, he's very good. They will not miss a step when he plays again and replaces Trevor Lawrence next year. If the defense can shut out uh, Notre Dame, like they shut out Boston College in the second half last week, I think uh, Clemson's going to win easily. But the also interesting factor is it's in South Bend. I I don't know. There are a lot of interesting factors that could go both ways. I'm just going to sit back and this is going to be a hell of a game. I'm excited to watch it. It's gonna be low scoring. I think I, I don't I think Clemson might
2: get to 24. I, like I don't think Notre Dame gets to 14.
0: Twenty, yeah, I was gonna say 27-13 yeah. sounds like clemson to me. Okay,
1: let's talk about this really fast. If Clemson comes out and plays the first half like they did against Boston College, yeah, what it happens, happens. then it's it's up in the air. Notre Dame's definitely a yeah, good enough, well coached, talented team to
0: take advantage of that. They got lucky last week. What's I'm, I think for Clemson's sake? They were uh, good enough or lucky enough to have that game before this one for DJ to play in, kind of get himself under himself, and then – Yeah, but what is is Ian Book's
2: signature win? Does he even have one? Where has he been? Oh, my God, Ian Book. He He hasn't hasn't been. He hasn't been. Like, I don't think I trust that kid enough to be like, here, let me lay some points with you in the biggest game of your career, Notre Dame. Because he hasn't shown me much. Like, he's been so up and down. He's been very good. He's been very bad. But he's always very good against the teams that mean nothing. And he just doesn't have a signature anything. They're going to run the ball. That's what Notre Dame does. They're going to um, – I think Kyron Williams is their back. He's got over 600 yards rushing already. He's going to be the load guy. Um, but they play great rush defense, and they play great rush offense. And it's going to be low scored. It's going to be pound the ball. And I think Clemson wins. If this line keeps going up, i will stay away. But if it drops to five and a half, I might play it.
0: I think – if. One less thing. I think if Notre Dame wins, this could be very interesting for the college ball playoff. What it's going to look like in the future.
1: We're talking BYU and Cincinnati both in (laughs) the college ball playoff. And then Clemson wins his game.
0: Undefeated Notre Dame and then a one-loss Clemson. I'm just kidding.
1: But it'll be very interesting. Like I said, I'm excited. All right. We're going to take a big turn here and go back to Arkansas State and Louisiana Lafayette. I know it's uh, Louisiana Lafayette's probably not Jake's favorite team for reasons we're not going to mention, um, but he wants to talk about it, so let's let him go. I, Wait, really fast. Arkansas State plus 14 here. Louisiana Lafayette favored by 14, obviously, over under 66. Go ahead.
0: I just really quickly, like you guys are probably listening right now, we've had a lot of interesting games on the board, and you're like, why the hell are those important? Well, this one's important because of a couple reasons. Last week, Lafayette was a 17 point favorite. Against Texas State, a very bad Texas State team. Lafayette can't kill any Sun Belt opponent. The game—it was a ten-point game. Their biggest victory margin in Sun Belt play this year. Everything has been close. You're giving a decent Arkansas State team fourteen points. Who could throw it through the air? Who could score with, with two one very good quarterback. Yeah, they could score with a minute left to cover easily. This is not a very impressive Lafayette team that's going to go out and smack this team. I'm just—I'm just saying. Take Arkansas State plus fourteen. This seems like a weird game that nobody gives a shit about. But it could be one of those that are laying under the covers and could be an easy cover for you guys.
1: Louisiana Lafayette, 2-4 and four against the spread this year. I also like the Red Wolves. I think Logan Bonner is the real deal. I think they can sling it. I think Louisiana Lafayette has defensive breakdowns. And I'm going to take this one as well. I like Arkansas State, plus 14 on the road. The only input I have on
2: this is I don't think... Either one of them are great quarterbacks. I think they're very <laughs> average Sunbelt quarterbacks who like play in very bad defenses and look great. That's my two cents. I'm not playing it, but I think that.
1: Logan Bonner averages passing 288 yards a game.
0: Just look for Splitting it time. Just look for it to be on my board. That might be a board play.
1: Okay. So let's go back. Power 5. First Pac-12 game we've talked about all year. Pac-12 is back. Mac is back. We haven't talked about the Pac-12 yet. Arizona State, USC. Go ahead, J.P., Listen, here's the deal with this.
2: Arizona State has done a lot of remodeling in the offseason with all these new hires on the offensive staff, the defensive staff. But there's one thing that remains the same, and it's that quarterback, Jaden Daniels. I mean, the kid had a great year last year as a freshman. He's coming back. He's going to be the second piece of that offense. Um, I think he's going to have a chance to really play well this year. And he has weapons around him. He's got a couple backs that are back with him. He's got receivers that are solid. But they play USC, who's always overhyped, who's always, oh, USC's another threat to get in the playoff. They're going to win the Pac-12. They haven't been relevant since Matt Leinart's senior year. And I just don't, I really don't believe in them ever. And until I'm proven wrong, I go the other way. And I just think 11's a lot of points. Even with Slovis, he's like, oh, Slovis had a great freshman year coming in. Cool. He had four or five games like every other quarterback when they step into an injury and nobody knows how to play him yet. I just think that... Herm Edwards and the Sun Devils are a good play here at 11. I mean, plus yeah. 11. is a lot of points to be given a team like that.
0: I know two things. Jaden Daniels is a hell of a quarterback, and USC is always overrated every fucking year. USC seems like a lot of guy, Like a guy that wouldn't come to play because there's no fans in the stands. They're all about the flash, the show. I think Herm Edwards is a hell of a coach. I think he's going to fire up this Arizona State team. 11 seems like a lot. Mm. I don't think I'm going to play any Pac-12 action um, this week, but I do like J.P.'s yeah. pick. Arizona State plus 11 seems easy to me.
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about the Pac-12. Nobody does. Yeah, we think won that's won the so scary tough. part. That's yeah. the
2: scary part. Nobody's played. And, and you really don't
1: know. You may get a fluke week one. You may get a, what you thought. but I do, however, if I had to make a pick here, I do, however, like the over at 58. I think if Jay Daniels and that Arizona State offense can get going, I think if USC is worth a shit, which nobody knows ever because they're always saying that mm-hmm. they're going to be – that this could be a high-scoring game. I don't know who's going to win it. I don't know how by how much. I know nothing about the Pac-12. I'm interested to see. Um, with it being only a six-game s- season, it's got to be it's got to be a big win, and I think it's going to be high-scoring, if anything. So I don't mind the over here. But. There's
2: one guarantee here. Matt Liner and Reggie Bush was sitting in the booth talking about how great USC is or how crappy they are. And how much and money and why, Reggie got yeah. paid. And how, and how much, oh boo hoo, it's such a pity party out in Los Angeles. That's what happened when I Iowa beat the shit out of my last bowl game. It's it a pity party. Still hung up It on was that. just a pity party for those two USC fucks. Who
0: just love you at the homers, dude? Jesus, Don't sit in the booth and be a homer. Calls, calls legends. Your team got beat by, legends. Fox, they got beat by twenty five points,
1: and it's just cry, cry, cry. <laughs> oh man. Okay, I just want to talk about it really fast. Um, Nebraska at Northwestern. Nebraska opened up at plus four. I'm rolling with. I would roll with the Huskers here. I never bet on my own team. Um, but I do not think Northwestern is very good, and I think Nebraska's offense is better than people gave credit for. Granted, they only scored 17 points, but it's Ohio State. You're going to see that a lot this year from that defense. Um, and I would roll with the Huskers if I were you. Yeah, I'm, I've looked at this game a couple times, and I'm not impressed with
2: Northwestern. Um, I mean, I just showing what they have, I, I'm just not too impressed with them, but I see this as a game. Of, Nebraska is going to be a little pissed off after being off a week. I don't think it's going to be one of those things where they have a week off and they're like, oh, we've only played one game, and they're slow coming out of the gates. I think this is the game they can win. I think this is a game they'll be very competitive. If you think they're going to lose by more than ten points, you're outside your mind. I think, in my opinion, and I, I don't like Nebraska any, like, in any way. But like, this is a game I think
1: they can win, and I think they can put up forty. You know, and to being honest, no, not to mention Nebraska always edges Northwestern every year somehow, some way by like one or two. It's always a close game. It's never a blowout. I wouldn't mind a blowout, but you're going to find that. If you look back, it's going to be one or two-point or six-point Nebraska wins, if if anything. Even when they played them last, it was a game-winning field goal and a really shitty game. So I'm interested in this game. I think Nebraska wins it, though. Shafe,
0: I'm good. Yeah, I ain't this game. I'm good on these these uh, lower Big Ten, lower-scoring games. I, yeah, I you can bet no the shit on. out of the lower part of Big 12 hey,
1: yeah. and any other 12, conference. It's
0: just fun. We're having fun this year. Last week was a lot of fun. Three and one,
1: baby. All right. Let's go back to the SEC. Florida at Georgia. JP, let's hear it after I give the Lions. Florida's plus three and a half. Um, The over-under is 52 and a half. This game is
2: circled for a lot of reasons. I think Georgia uh, has been kind of not their best the last couple weeks. I think ever since they uh, had their big win earlier in the year, they haven't been the exact same team you thought they would be. Um, Florida's looked impressive. They've been very solid. I think they had a bad first half against Missouri last week, but they also came out in the second half after that brawl that everybody saw. You saw Dan Mullen getting that, get fine X amount of dollars. I think Kyle Trask and that complete revamp of Florida offense is like a real deal. I think they can put up points. Georgia's defense is obviously their strength, but Georgia's offense just hasn't looked that great this either is, way. Uh, but
1: over under 52.5, Minder it, is going to be pissing rain the whole game hundred percent chance. That around.
0: sounds about. I, I feel like this game always is. Is that neutral uh, site? Yeah. Is this Florida's first game back from COVID? No, they just played last no, week. They they played Missouri. Missouri day, so. Yeah, yeah. they
1: play? Missouri. There's a big fight. Oh, they the did end up. Yeah, I just play. said that. Yeah. yeah. you yeah. It's it's fall asleep? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Both teams I'm, are one loss teams. I fall asleep with Jake both teams dogs. played I'm last really week. So. One loss team. Two and two against the spread. Georgia two and three against the spread.
0: I just. I think it's a pretty close game. Uh, or a close spread, I just think that Georgia's the better team. I've, I've watched them both uh, this year, and not to any knowledge, but I think Georgia's just the better team. They could uh, cover by a touchdown.
2: I th- Georgia's given up 10 points to Arkansas, 6 to Auburn, 21 to Tennessee, 41 to Alabama, we'll watch that, that's kind of an outlier there, and then 3 to Kentucky last week. But Georgia's offense only put up 14 last week when they've been rolling with big numbers, and it's kind of like Concerning to look at with you know with Stetson Bennett behind center and all this stuff in that offense, and this is a big rivalry game. I mean, this is circled on both of their calendars every single year, and the offense it'll be the offense of Florida versus the defense of Georgia. That's what it will come down to. That line probably won't move. I don't I don't see that line moving. I think Vegas knows that if they move that line, they could be in for a long haul either way. Um, Because I could easily see this being a field goal game. With somebody having the ball late and needing to score, or somebody having the ball late and kicking field goal, winning the game.
0: Uh, everything I've
2: I've even researched,
0: everybody loves Florida, so I don't know. Fade me, America,
1: I guess. Yeah. I if I had to make make a pick in this game, I won't because I have no idea. Um, I would probably take the under because both offensive offensive sets are hit or miss, and with the pissing rain. Two okay defenses. You really have. I would back you if you took the under. I would say it's not a bad pick. Just at the back alone, that's going to be raining the whole game, and I could see this being like a twenty-three to seventeen win for a team. Um, I'm probably not going to touch that game just because it, mm-hmm. they are who they are, um, and it's a neutral site, so nobody has any idea about anything. Let's touch on Coastal Carolina. We. Love coastal Carolina here, um, <laughs> and all of a sudden they get big numbers. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say, now they're, now they're getting Vegas huge numbers to cover. Not trying to, um,
1: no, this no, Vegas two and a half last week. They had the shots, <laughs> and, and it ended 51 to 0. we all hit on that, I believe, which is nice. Uh, we love coastal Carolina here. They're five and one against the spread this year, they're at home against South Alabama, and they are 18 point favorites with the over oh under set at 55. <sighs> I mean. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big number for them. And I, I understand the South
2: Alabama piece where they started out really well and they have gotten way worse, yeah, like exponentially worse. But it's a lot to lay. Yeah. But then again, do you really want to not?
0: I said, I I'm, it there's no back. way
1: I don't take Coastal. These are my guys. They've been, I've been riding with them. They've been winning for me. I think they win this game by a 1,000. I love Coastal Carolina. I'm betting the shots. 18 is a shit ton, and I can't believe it went from two and a half against a really shit team to 18 against a, a, yeah, yeah probably a, a better team. Um, must be getting that respect. Yeah, yeah. I think South Alabama four and two perfect. against the spread. A little sketchy here, but I got to ride with Deshaun's. Um, money line is minus 950, so that's probably not the play. No. Um, I probably will just ride out here with 18 and uh, hope for the best,
2: but I have to just because they are who they are. I'm telling you, C.J. Merrill is one of the best players. Grayson McCall and C.J. Merrill are the best backfield in the country right now. They are whoa, whoa, on a whoa, whoa, fire. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: They're playing some bell players. Let's, I'm let's saying they them. are on fire. Like, they are the hottest team right now. Right. No, let's I'm back in
2: I'm back in my <laughs> boys. <laughs> They're absolutely, I, I mean. They're the greatest running backs of all time. As long as they keep
1: covering <laughs> yeah. for me.
2: I mean, the only two other guys that I can think of that really carry the team as much as those two do are Kellen Mond and Isaiah Spiller at A&M. You got another answer for me? Because, I mean, Travis Entia and Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence is a player right now.
0: No, yeah, no I answer. Mean, no 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 no. Brees no Hall, Brock Purdy. Ride with, oh, Ride with, hey, hey, Ride hey, with hey, Coastal. Ride hey, hey, hey. with Coastal. Ride with Coastal. Ride with not wrong. Hall, not, Brock Purdy. not wrong there.
2: No, that's a Brees Hall backfield. No. Brock Purdy's just in it.
0: Um, I'm just, just the way you said it, you're like in the country. The, I you know what I meant. I know. I'm just saying. There's a lot of hype in that Okay.
1: It's the moment. Everybody – who's in here, has been waiting for it. <laughs> it is Jake Shaper's Lock of the Week. They are
2: 2-0. I want to hear it. If he fucks this up, I'm going to be pissed. I was going to say, I'm... I'm what, this what, is what the new thing, What, he, what, he, is, what do you mean by fuck now. up? Like, like if, uh, it if you loses lose, or if you just yeah. don't like
0: this game. No, no, no. If you lose, because here's the deal. I mean, I'm going to take it either way. <laughs> yeah.
2: But the fact is, this is the first time you've been put on record.
1: I know. Saying.
0: I I am nervous.
1: 2-0 and 0 for Lock of the Week. We're about to get the third pick. Brace yourself, get your fingers ready, get your tickets ready, (laughs) tell your bookie. Okay, you're you're (laughs) you're
0: way over-hyping this now. Wow, all the pressure is on me to go for three in a row. I do have one in mind. I actually am playing this already. The bet slip is in. I'm playing it. I'm going to stay away from the Big 12, even though you know how much I love my Big 12 football. This week, this game's already jumped up two and a half points, so I got it before it can jump even higher. Cincinnati, minus 13 and a half. Versus Houston. Why? What well, this? First of all, this game was at 11 Sunday night, and I'm kicking myself for not taking it because that's that is a lock. That is a mortal lock if it was at 11. 13 and a half. That's that's pretty high. Kind of scary. Houston is two and seven against uh, Cincinnati against the spread in their lifetime. If it moves past 14, I might advise you guys to stay away. Cincinnati is only allowing. Sorry, we got a. Loud motorcycle driving by. <laughs> Cincinnati's only allowing twelve and a half points a game. Houston is giving up thirty-one points a game. Houston, Houston can score, uh, but this is like JP and I said before earlier in the podcast. This Cincinnati defense is fucking good. They dismantled mm-hmm. Memphis. That was that was incredible. That's when it caught my eye. I'm like, this team. I think this team's better than BYU for more reasons. And we just got loud cars driving by today. I think Cincinnati is better than BYU for multiple reasons, but yes, take them thirteen and a half versus Houston. I look for this score to be like thirty-eight to twenty.
1: That's it. I'm riding with it. It <laughs> doesn't matter whatever he just whatever came out of his mouth. I'm I'm doing it. Um, I love a good win. Uh, great segment from Schaefer. I didn't even think about that pick, but Cincinnati's defense is for real. They are bonkers good.
0: Oklahoma. Shout out to them, by the way. They look me they made me look way smarter than I actually am. That, oh, yeah. game, that game wasn't even fucking
1: close. Also, I <laughs> won on Oklahoma by eight at halftime, and I think the score was 48-14. <laughs> Texas Tech stinks. We should actually probably talk about that game really fast. TCU Texas Tech. What the hell is it gonna happen in that game? Both of those I teams, I, I don't I don't I can't get a greed on either of them. I think the overrunner of that game was fifty-eight. Yeah, I they, don't have a
0: they're they're as
1: a Big Twelve guy. There are some I loved last week. I went three and
0: one in Big Twelve play. I don't think I'm playing one game this week. There are some stinky ass lines. This line stinks. Uh, like yeah, what I got it right in front of my face. Minus nine and a half. TCU. TCU's a really good team. Uh, they're definitely one of the better half teams in the Big 12. Texas Tech has shown that they can be, and then you should get Texas Tech last week where they weren't even close. Oklahoma, I think, is rolling, so I don't think Texas Tech's really that bad. I don't I don't know who I would pick in this one. I'm staying away. I, I think Texas Tech would, will be down like 14 points, and they score on a bullcrap touchdown with two minutes left, and they cover.
1: Just to prove to listeners really fast how much of a Big 12 homer shape it really is, I think I just heard him say TCU is good. They're 2-3. and three. No, They're 2-3. and Their
0: three. losses are Oklahoma, Iowa State shit loss. Iowa State... And then kids State, uh, that loss looks worse now, but at the time was not a bad loss. They're so not a
1: good team. Th- TCU, not good.
0: Not a good I play. think, good I think they'll, they'll, be go, they'll win like five games and they'll play an average team in a, in a bowl game. And I am hammering TCU because I bet that line will be lower than expected and people will underestimate TCU. Just a future uh, pick in like two months down the road.
1: Okay, here's where I'm going to open the floor to both Shafe and JP as their last pick's For the week so go ahead
2: okay so i'm for one of my picks that i am really liking right now which i don't think the line is going to move much between today and tomorrow miami of ohio ball state um this line is about two right now this is going to be one of the better mac games of the day for sure i think this game will be really good the one we mentioned earlier with central michigan and ohio from parks these two games between the two of them are they're going to be the best two games on um but I really like Miami of Ohio in this one. And this is going to be something where maybe I – with a line like two, I don't want to be in a situation where they kick a field goal late and win um, and they only win by one and then I lose. So this might just be a money line play. I believe it's around 130, 140 right now. Um, but I really enjoy what Miami of Ohio has going for them this year. Um, you look at Brett Gabbert. Sound familiar? Gabbert? Yeah, Blaine in Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. Gabbert. Yep. Uh, so he, wait, is it any relation or are you just, yeah? You no, just, no oh, his little okay. brother. Yep. <laughs> it looks a lot like him too. same kind of flow with his hair. Um, I do really like the Red Hawks in this one. I think they are one of the, f- I think they're one of the two people right now in the Mac East. I got uh, picked to win. I think Buffalo is the other one. Buffalo can't vote for themselves, but Miami of Ohio kind of thing, but they are a favorite in the Mac East. I really think they could w- score a lot of points. Um, they're going to open it up more for Gabbard this year. He was kind of on the reins last year. But I really think this team can win this game, and I think they'll win it by at least seven. So that line at two, I think, is a bargain. The only flip side you got to look at it is um, you kind of look at Ball State, and they're kind of one of those MAG teams that gives everybody a little bit of issues. But they have a lot of things changing over the offseason, and I just think Miami, Ohio is the play. And that's the only other game that I was like, whew, we better yeah. check that one out right now.
0: I, I will say I'll kind of tail off you. My MAG and pick of the week. Uh, it's Kent State minus five against Eastern Michigan. Uh, from my research, Kent State returns their starting quarterback, Dustin Crom. He had 20 touchdowns last year and very minimal picks. Eastern Michigan, I thought I saw like, they're only returning like 40% of their offensive production. Uh, their quarterback is new this year. Five points seems like an easy cover for a touchdown. Uh, Kent State also returns half their line, or three over half. They have three linemen coming back. Um, and then Kent State won this outright last year on the road at Eastern Michigan. Uh, mm-hmm. Lastly, quick little thing uh, for anything that I would bet in the Big Twelve, if I were to, I probably won't anyways. But Oklahoma's line is moving down there, minus thirty-seven and a half against Kansas. That that's self-explanatory. I mean, Oklahoma, Kansas is
1: the like one of the worst football teams have ever watched. If that
0: stays under forty, America, go put that in. Go win some money this weekend. Another one I like that is kind
2: of kind of changing my mind a little bit. It started at 17 and a half Liberty Virginia Tech Liberty undefeated right now playing really good football. Um, they play Virginia Tech who's been this very roller coaster tight team. Um, but that line has dropped down to 14 and a half and at two touchdowns, a late put away game. touchdowns a big issue. so it might be a stay away, but if that game goes up, I, I would just look at Liberty really careful um, for people out there and as well as northern illinois my de facto mm-hmm. mac team they got oh. they're getting 11 right now Buffalo's with buffalo good. and buffalo is good they got the best player in the mac in their backfield but i think that game first game of the year i think has potential to be very close
1: all right i think we touched on everything special announcement time now though uh, we are going to be running a contest we will tweet it out by the time it'll be tweeted out by the time you listen to this on our twitter You go to at it's just money pod and you will have a chance for a fifteen dollar free bet courtesy of us all three boys. Um, You all you have to do is retweet the tweet, and there has to be twenty retweets for the contest to be eligible. Share with your friends, and you have to be following our page, which I'm sure most of you are. Um, If not, tell your friends to follow Mm -hmm. the page because we give out fucking winners here. Yeah, and I Um, think. The, what to remember with this is we'll get in contact with the winner. We'll
2: per, probably Periscope or something. Look for Delighted a video to be posted yeah. on our Twitter. Well, we're going to draw it live. It's yeah. going to be <laughs> an
1: electric factory if we pick the winner. Um, we don't care what you pick. Any game, any sport, uh, parlay it if you want. Just $15, one bet, um, and we'll take care of it for you. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us. We'd like to give a special shout-out to Two Brothers North again for sponsoring the pod. It is the premier clothing and guiding company on the Missouri River for duck hunters. So special shout-out to those guys. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week. Deuces. Love you, Mom.